2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: So we've been talking a lot about soccer this morning because Inter-Miami's first game is on Sunday against L.A. That is a 5.30 p.m. game. Taylor Twelman, he is on the call for that game, and he's going to be joining us on the guest line. The guest line, of course, is brought to you by Toyota of Hollywood. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Taylor, thank you for joining us. And I want to start here. We have a lot of international soccer fans down here in this market. And so you have a market who understands soccer, but they already have their allegiances from the time they were tiny growing up elsewhere. So what would you tell that fan in order to bring them into the MLS? Why should they add another allegiance to their soccer Mm -hmm. repertoire?
1: Because it's exactly where they're living, Amber. I think one of the unique things about soccer, football around the world is that it's inclusive, not exclusive. There's people from all over the world and every town and every city and every league, and we all have places and cities that we grew up in, and those are your clubs and those are your teams that you follow. But then naturally you follow where you live. You follow the local team, and that's what I would say. You don't lose your allegiances with your South American, your Central American, or your European teams, but you add to that and you grow because it's about the sport, it's about what you love. Um, and I also think uh, the Moss family and David Beckham and and that ownership group is going to put together a product that you're actually going to want to go do it. You're actually going to want to go to the games and you want to follow it because they're going to try to leave a mark that very few teams have done in this league, even though we're in our 25th season. Um, you. I think you're going to want to support Inter-Miami instead of not being part of the party, because once it gets going, it's going to be hard to jump on that train.
0: Now, Taylor, you mentioned that you want to adopt this, even though you might have a team somewhere else. Now, I remember the days of going when I was a kid to the Fort Lauderdale Fusions and watching Carlos Valderrama. What do you think is going to happen this time around that's actually going to be a successful franchise and not like the Fort Lauderdale Fusion.
1: Well, one, the ownership group. Uh, First and foremost, you look at the Moss family, uh, Marcello, David Beckham, uh, their aspirations of wanting to do this. You know, Jorge Moss has come out and said that the stadium in Fort Lauderdale right now, where the old Lockhart Stadium was, should be their home for two, if not two and a half years. And then Miami Freedom Park. Uh, is going to be built, and ultimately you're, it, there's going to be a footprint there that's going to be there for years to come. It's different, but it's also, in fairness, Brian, it's a different league. I mean, let's let's be honest. They, yeah. This league now, compared to the league when the Miami Fusion were in there and they were playing in Fort Lauderdale, it just it, it, it's a completely different animal. I came back from Europe in that Major League Soccer the year Miami and Tampa were contracted, so... Uh, This league's grown exponentially. It's grown at a rate that very few of us thought would come this quickly. Um, And I think a a sign of that is the fact that Miami gets their second go-round, and I think this one's going to be a halt run.
3: Yeah, you mentioned it's the 25th anniversary for the MLS, the Fusion. That was a team in the 90s, so it didn't pan out. Very different state of affairs for the MLS in 2020. Where did you think that the MLS would be 25 years later?
1: That's a good question because, like I said, I came in in 2002 and I initially was going to end up playing for Tampa. and They contracted, so my rights were then traded to and drafted to New England. So you're talking about a different animal. There was a couple times in here where many people probably would have said, I I don't know if that 25th year is going to come. Now we're talking about, well, what's MLS's 50th year anniversary? And that just tells you about where it is. I'm in Los Angeles, as I'll be calling the game. Against Inter Miami, and I went to the Concacaf Champions League game last night. I played in that tournament, guys. We played in front of three thousand fans, whether it was at Cal State Fullerton, whether it was in Bermuda, Costa Rica. Now you're looking at sixteen thousand fans. The thing sold out on Thursday night. The Lakers are playing against the Golden State Warriors next to the stadium, and yet there's more. It, you just, it's a different vibe. Uh, there's a culture. It's young. Uh, the demographic is young compared to major league baseball and other sports in this country. And I think now that we've always talked about soccer as being the sport of the future. I just think that future may have come a little sooner than many of us thought.
0: Now, speaking of the inter Miami squad, what kind of style can fans expect from this team under Diego Alonso?
1: Uh, Possession style. um, a team that's very pragmatic, um, but a team that's going to be very difficult to play against. Now, listen, there's, the glitz and glamour of Miami guys, you guys know it. You guys are down there. I understand it. Uh, I think they've gone at it in a very pragmatic manner, and I think it's smarter in the long run, even though I think a lot of locals are saying, well, where's the David Silva's and the Cavani's and the Griezmann's and all of that? I think those names may come down the road, but right now you need to you, you need to build the foundation for this team. They've done it. Diego lonzo has been very successful in this continent, in Mexico, and winning CONCACAF Champions League. You go out and get Pizarro, who's easily the best player, uh, most expensive player in Liga MX. That's a huge sign for the league and for Miami. And yet, I'm going to give you something to look for the future. The team we see Sunday on ESPN at 5 o'clock Eastern is not going to be the team you're going to see August 1st because they have that one spot open. And from everything I'm hearing they're going to sign another big-time player, and that ultimately is going to push them over the edge, I think. I think they have to make the playoffs. I think real pressure's there. Um, I think they should expect to make the playoffs. Uh, you're owned by David Beckham. Jorge Mas is in that family, they're brash, they're bold, um, and the way they're spending money right now, I think playoffs are bust is is the way this first season should go.
3: Now, I'm no MLS expert. I'm far from it. I'm going to have to learn these <laughs> things as I go throughout this season, but I think about half the teams make the playoffs in the MLS, right? But is it it's fair? So you think it's fair and reasonable for an expansion team first year to expect to make the playoffs?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think right now you look at, what, seven teams in the West, seven teams in the East, so just little over half the teams make the playoffs. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You have to. I mean, now, the style and how they do it, ultimately, Amber, they're going to be compared to Atlanta United and the way they came in. I'm not so sure they're going to have the same kind of success, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do. But they need to be in the playoffs. Or so the way the team they've built, uh, the way they've gone about it, the way they've spent money, uh, make no mistake about it, I think expectation is there. And there's also, and even though you're new to this, there's a tournament U.S. Open Cup. It's been around for over 100 years. When you win that tournament, you get into the CONCACAF Champions League, and that is another situation and avenue that I think Inter-Miami is going to look at. They're going to try to have real success there because that gets them into the Continental Championship very quickly, where otherwise you have to win the conference, you have to win MLS Cup. There's another way to get into that, and they're going to take that competition very seriously. Now, you had mentioned
0: that this team potentially can add somebody in August, and it could be a big name. Now, are we talking about big names like you just mentioned, the Cavanis of the world? Are we talking something like that, somebody from overseas? Or are we talking about a younger player from a South American league? Uh,
1: Well, it's actually – it can be before August 1st. So they have a little time here to get someone on loan. I know they're trying to do that. That would be – A big name, and to be honest with you, Brian, it could be a Cavani. It could be. Now, I would spend 20 minutes on your radio show right now and telling you, I'm not totally sure that's the right signing. Okay. Um, But he he would score a boatload of goals, but you're also going to have to pay him a boatload amount of money. And I just think the way the Moss family and the way they're going to operate, when that Freedom Park opens up, then you're going to see a marquee name because ultimately that's going to be after the 22 World Cup. And now players are a little bit older and you can have a little bit different kind of a discussion. But they're going to sign a big player, whether uh, you recognize it or not, in the world of soccer, football around the world, it's going to be a big name.
0: Yeah, I mean, David Beckham did uh, reference that on Jimmy Fallon, saying just like Sir Alex Ferguson told him, it doesn't matter about the biggest name, it's about somebody that fits your style, fits your club and your team.
1: Right. And the one thing, Brian, everyone looks at Atlanta United and says they predicted it from the beginning. No, they didn't. And they got out a Joseph Martinez, a Miguel Almiron that they sold for $30 million to go to Newcastle. But when they first signed him, they're like, oh, good, young South Americans. Follow where I'm going. Like, very quickly in this world, you can become a star on the global market. And Miguel Almarone is the perfect example where many people looked at it and were like, oh, yeah, he's a good upcoming South American. And then, boom, in the blink of an eye. In one year, he's worth 30 some million to go to England. So, you know, Pizarro is a understated signing because Chicharito's come into this league, and he's the Mexican global star. But for Major League Soccer to go to League MX and find 10 players and take them right from that league, that's a huge trendsetter, and Miami was a big part of that.
3: Now, when you're talking about a league that's only 25 years old, it's reasonable that the best players in the world uh, don't play in this league First, or at least during their prime normally. And even the best Americans often start overseas or they're in their prime overseas, then maybe come back to the MLS. What do you think, in terms of the future of the MLS, like when do you see that realistically changing? Obviously, there's an issue there with salaries, but that has been trending the proper direction in the MLS where, but Amber, you know, at do some point. I don't know. I don't You tell me.
1: I don't know. I, I don't think you do. I really don't. I mean, for Inter Miami to chase a Manchester United, since you guys brought up Sir Alex Ferguson and that legendary manager, yes. they're never going to catch up to that. He's no. been there. Uh, right. That that team's been around for over hundreds of years. But do you need to be there? No. You what you need to be is a league. And as a franchise in Miami, you need to be the number one league in North America, but could, and that has to be your goal. Could there so, be a
3: point where uh, an American player, you're so good, and you decide, I want to stay home. Like, I don't need to go to Europe at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we we had that with Landon Donovan. I mean, Landon Donovan easily could have played in Europe for for 12 to 14 years. He chose to play here. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I think a lot of American players – Honestly, Amber, are going to use Major League Soccer to get to that level over in Europe, and quite frankly, I think that's more powerful. Because the truth of the matter is, then when you are watching Christian Pulisic play for Chelsea, every single time you mention his name, you have to mention where he came from. Came from? You know, that's different. That that's powerful. And look, where do the best Brazilians play in Europe? Does anyone else look at the Brazilian league and the Argentine leagues and say, well, they don't develop talent. No, no. That's still the most popular team sport league in that respective country. This one's a little bit more uh, convoluted because the NBA is the best basketball players in the world, baseball, best baseball players, hockey, and so on and so forth. I understand where you're coming from Amber, but for the success of this league, and the sport, you don't need it. If imagine if you're going to enter Miami games, and that young kid from Fort Lauderdale or downtown Miami ends up going to uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, or anywhere in Europe, you're all of a sudden going to take. And you, you guys asked me that question to start this interview. Why would you follow that local team? That's why. That's why. Uh, do Boca, you know, Boca fans. In Argentina look at it and say, no, well, no, of course they do, because a lot of vocal players end up going to big, expensive clubs and places. So there, there's kind of that just being part of the world market is more valuable than saying, well, we need to get all the players at age 30 to come back over here. I, I, I don't know if, you know, David Beckham's a rarity, right? 31, yeah. left Real Madrid, come to Major League Soccer. That was a rare one. It changed the look of Major League Soccer, but I think this league is looking to being something bigger and better than that.
0: Now, mentioning the Americans as far as the soccer team, now we know that everyone always is like, why aren't they where the rest of the world is as far as their best athletes playing soccer? And I remember with Jurgen Klinsmann, he wanted his guys to stay in Europe because he wanted them to develop more and have better competition. Now, to grow this MLS league more, would you rather see American soccer players stay help grow it, or be like, uh, and go to Chelsea, Pulisic, and play over there, get their games up more so the American game can grow better at a higher rate?
1: Uh, I don't think it's a black and white answer. I just don't. I, I, I think what works for one player doesn't work for the other. Um, and I think you look at a Christian Pulisic, he was mentally strong enough. His family had the capability to move with him at age 15 and a half, 16 to Dortmund, that's you know, it's different. You look at Giovanni Reyna, who came up through the New York City Academy, now is playing for Dortmund, and he's over there as well. So I just – it's not black and white because there is going to be an American superstar that comes through Major League Soccer and uses Major League Soccer and stays there, and it is what it is. I just don't think it's a black and white answer. I just it, – it, it's different strokes for different folks, for lack of a better phrase, um, and you don't need that. You don't need that. You need Americans developing. That's what you do need, Brian. And I think that's the most important question is how many good, strong American players can you develop to compete against the rest of the world? That is exponentially more important than where they're coming and where they're playing.
3: Yeah, we're almost out of time, but I did want to ask you then finally here, uh, the Development Academy program, has that been helping? We know what the issues are with the national team.
1: Yeah, it's huge, and especially in Miami, because that is just a wealth of young international soccer players. Who knows how many of those could end up representing the United States of America? But yes, a development academy is how you put your your footprint into those local communities, and ultimately goes back to your first question: you get local fans and a local buzz to buy into your product.
3: Thanks for joining us, Taylor. Yeah, no problem, guys.